Welcome to Growth Interviews. Real experts around the globe giving away their best so that you can become smarter. Hello everyone and uh, welcome back to the Growth Interview Series. We are here with uh, Miroslav from Croatia. So Miroslav, to, to, to start a bit and to let our audience know a bit about yourself, tell us uh, who you are and how you've got into this industry in the very, in the very beginning. Oh, well, in the very beginning it was uh, not an industry, it was just uh, a manufacturing uh, garage for some people that thought that this is the right thing. Uh, when I started in Croatia, you, you called Google and uh, uh, told them, please, can I buy 100,000 clicks this year? And then a represent representative would come with a bag and then you made a contract for <laughs> 9,000 clicks. Uh, monthly and uh, the last month was uh, some kind of, of incentive <laughs> so, well it was it was a mess yeah. uh, actually this industry was uh, uh, I was just uh, uh, by accident uh, here uh, I'm a mechanical engineer and uh, worked a lot uh, a lot of my life in, in sales of special mechanical uh, things uh, spare parts and, and other stuff and always was the problem to find this spare parts and then suddenly you find out there is something that is called Google and then you Google something and you got the thing that you are looking for and this was a revelation and actually afterwards you can even pay to Google to be there listed because you have this part you can offer it to the market so that that was the beginning uh, as, a, as an engineer in a, in a company a big company um, working uh, all, all around the world it was really a revelation uh, a completely new area and I uh, at, at the first moment when I saw Edwards it was that's what I want to do uh, uh, that's what I want to work on so it and it lasts for the last I don't know, 15, 16 years. Yeah. So that's my that's my career in short. <laughs> I I had a, my own company before and and give the company to my employees because I told them I change my career now. I'm going to be something completely different, and there is no place for all of us there because I'm not <laughs> sure I'm not sure I will succeed. So and they they even run the company ten years after I have given. It. Uh, Miroslav, tell us what you currently do at uh, at this moment in the whole landscape of, of digital marketing. Digital. Uh, I'm I'm uh, very very fascinated with this machine learning and artificial intelligence options that are uh, strongly strongly are be, uh, in are being involved in our industry. I'm sure that we will change the landscape of our jobs in the next five to ten years completely as 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 uh, google adwords was a completely new uh, mechanism of advertising i'm sure that completely advert the complete advertising industry will will be changed um, bottom up completely because i i, I would bet with anybody about that uh, every job in the marketing industry that can be described by an algorithm will be replaced by machines 
by algorithms, by machine learning. So if you are a media buyer and you buy from this media so much, from that media so much, this is a job you can say goodbye because the the machine learning algorithm will know better where, where the audience at, at the moment is and uh, to whom to serve the ad uh, from an advertiser that machine learning signals have uh, calculated is the most uh, uh, efficient uh, person to show the ad, to sell it. Uh, people cannot... Uh, uh, run this race. People should be more in the part of the industry, uh, in the creative, strategic, and and uh, uh, understanding part of the necessities of the of the um, of the of the problems uh, uh, the advertiser can solve for the market. But uh, the the uh, keyword research, uh, uh, bidding, uh, uh, location, device, and all the other stuff that is today uh, the preoccupation of account managers to be done by algorithms much better than we are doing it today. So the the next question, Miroslav, is uh, is regarding the let's say how do you see the current uh, the the current landscape of uh, You've been telling that at this moment you think that it's clear that it's not a matter of uh, if, but it's a matter of when the algorithms will take over a lot of jobs in, uh, in, in this digital marketing. So anything that could be replaced by an algorithm is not going to be made, by, made by, uh, by a person anymore. But how do you see this transition? Going. Uh, me, let me uh, explain uh, with an analogy that happened already several times in history. So we are—it's nothing, nothing uh, unique or or uh, precedent. Uh, there is no precedent going on. 1970, there was an uh, invention uh, in the bank industry. It's, it was called the ATM machine. Uh, and the, during the, this invention uh, installed uh, during uh, all, all uh, parts in America, there were uh, 300,000 people working in banks uh, uh, as cashiers. Uh, yeah. That was 1970. Ni 2010, after uh, 400,000 of these ATM machines were installed in, in, the, in the U.S., uh, there are now 600,000 people working in banks as cashiers, but they are doing some different kind of tasks, different job. And that's the same thing will happen in our agencies. We will not, we don't need uh, any, any, um, any account squirrels that, uh, that are running from, from tweaking this or that. Uh, we, we will need much more people that could think strategically and, and, uh, uh, try to understand the market uh, to be able to send personalized uh, ads practically to everyone. So, uh, for example, you, you will as a marketing as as a campaign strategist, that is the new the new uh, name, not account manager, but uh, account strategist or campaign strategist. You will check which databases are uh, important uh, to find the best suitable audience. For example, the, the re revenue, the tax authority database for uh, household revenue. And then you will put uh, this database uh, together with your database, for example, uh, visitors of my Ferrari site, and then 
put just some filtering uh, understanding that people that are below the average income cannot afford your product and will target uh, people based on the understanding of the possibility of the market, to whom should I sell, uh, what is the message he is interested in. He doesn't need a car if he buys a Ferrari, to be clear. Yeah. You, you have to try to understand and then uh, put several different databases together and sell personalized ads like, uh, um, okay, you are over 50, girls are not looking at you anymore, the Ferrari, you are back in the game or something like that. So personalized messages, strategically uh, showing to people that you as the account strategist think are the best possible audience. That will be the job. Uh, you should, be, you, you, you will uh, have to carry completely different tasks. First, you have to check uh, data and analytics to understand uh, how to become a storyteller, not uh, a data analyst. Data analysts are mathematicians, and they are usually very, very autistic. You cannot talk to them, um, as at least not people from marketing. So you will have to, to check the numbers, become a storyteller, uh, try to understand strategically who is the audience and try to connect uh, um, different databases to be as efficient as possible uh, in serving personal ads to your audience. That That is, uh, from my perspective, the way things will develop. Uh, not because we, we uh, like to do it, but because this will be the most efficient way. Uh, what is my my um, mm, uh, prophecy in a way? Uh, today, display ads uh, and banner banners uh, in general uh, are much less efficient than search ads. I believe that uh, in a not longer than five years uh, future, but I'm I'm stronger uh, nearer to three years. Uh, I think that banner ads will have better conversion rates than search ads because banner ads will. Uh, show you the offer even before you start to search for it. Because based on your online behavior, uh, the algorithms will recognize who is now in the buying process of any kind of, of goods. Um, and uh, it is not so so uh, science fictional uh, and, and, and far away. Uh, there are several studies that show that um, based on 10 likes, 10 likes that you have uh, leave on Facebook to different uh, posts, uh, 10 likes are enough uh, to that the machine can, can better uh, uh, describe your personality than your working colleague. And uh, 70 likes are enough to, uh, to better, uh, better um, understand your personality than uh, your roommate. Not, not necessarily a partner, your roommate, somebody you are living with. And 150 likes are enough that, that the, the machine can better judge you than your wife or than, than yourself. So uh, I think uh, this is the direction that people will go. They will use much more uh, databases to connect all the traces we are leaving. Uh, legally, of course, not not, not in, 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 in any clash with the GDPR and anything else, and use this data, these traces, to make your online personality and send you the best possible ad, and these ads will be uh, more efficient than 
text ads that you write down uh, uh, trying to understand the mental state of your potential customer. So that's that's uh, three to five years time. And uh, let's see, it's not far away. I hope we will be alive <laughs> and check this. This podcast is is focusing on people which are willing to grow their online businesses. Tell us a few, uh, I don't know, tips or tricks that you would use based on your your own experience in 2019 to help businesses thrive. On, uh, on their online game? Uh, uh, well, actually, the, the game didn't change. Uh, the methods are much more optional. The game is the same as it was always. Test and test and test uh, indefinitely. Uh, what is today uh, different uh, are these new options based on machine learning, uh, based on uh, uh, so much data that you that you couldn't use it before. Uh, what I uh, have uh, uh, presented uh, in, in Bologna when we met the first time, it was a test that we have um, challenged uh, the machine learning to fight against uh, itself. So you, you just put, uh, put uh, for example, a cost per click of one euro and, and fight uh, with the same campaign under the same bidding strategy with the same machine learning algorithm to fight with 0.5 uh, uh, euros, and both worked. Uh, both showed some some results. Uh, both had uh, actually actually good results. Uh, it depends what you want. So I think uh, I think the opportunity, uh, the, the 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 basic point, didn't change. You should keep testing, keep uh, um, uh, optimizing things uh, uh, all day in and out. But what you have now. You have several uh, machine learning options that was never before uh, here, and I think that people that would like to to scale their business should try them all. Uh, there is no one fits all recipe, and there is not one fits all solution or or whatever. But what we have shown uh, sometimes, for example, sometimes the the maximized conversion uh, um, bidding strategy is much better than target CPI. And on this another, in another account, it's vice versa. So there is uh, whatever I would tell to people now uh, as the best possible solution would be a lie because uh, every every campaign, every every strategy has their own pitfalls. But what is um, important to, for people to find out what works best for them. Uh, for, for example, uh, we had a nice nice uh, small case uh, in Croatia. There was this producer of Croatian national instruments, and uh, he was out of business because the only buyer he had were schools, schools and institutions where children uh, came to learn to play this Croatian national instrument. Uh, the name is tamburica; it's a guitar-like instrument. Never mind. Uh, and he was out of business completely because the, the, the new minister didn't have any money for for paying this instrument, and the school were out of business. And he didn't. He lost his uh, major market because his market were schools, and he was very, uh, he was very sad and depre uh, um, depressionized and and out of business in a way. And and uh, he was just thinking about closing everything and selling all the machines. And I asked him, okay, do we have one hundred dollars still left? It was some five six years ago, and he told me, yes, I have one hundred dollars. I'm I, I I'm owning the state so much money that $100 more or less is not a problem for me. 
So and he paid me in cash because he was uh, already under the under the um, uh, protection of the tax authorities. And there's something in Croatia that you cannot spend money without some authority uh, checking what you're doing. And uh, we had an agreement. Okay, I will I will do this for one month uh, for one hundred dollars. Uh, keeping in mind one simple thing, and you have it also in Romania. Uh, a lot of people from Croatia moved outside Croatia to live in Ireland, in Germany, in, in wherever, never mind. And I know that a lot of people from Romania are working in Croatia, so they're also moving out. And, and you have people, Romanians, everywhere in the world. And I told him, I think that people that like this national instrument are living anywhere. You're, you're, you're just uh, you're just having uh, um, closed the, the your, you, you have put yourself in a frame. It's, it's not Croatia that is your market. The whole world is your market. And we put this name of this instrument uh, in Croatian was the ad. And he called me not not even one month later. It was about three weeks. Please stop this campaign. It's, it's a mess. I, I, I don't know what to do. And I asked him, but the numbers are nice. Uh, everything seems working properly. Yes, yes, not nice, it's perfect. But you know, I had uh, 40, 40 instruments uh, to, to deliver to Chile, 25 to Australia, 16 to Canada. <laughs> I need two years now to build them all. So please stop the campaign. <laughs> and that, that is something uh, that I uh, very often tell to people. You should, you should just uh, uh, think outside the frame that you are used to think in. Because people uh, uh, are, are very often victims of company policy, life circumstances, uh, previous experience, whatever, name it, uh, it's there. And uh, you, you should always try to challenge these borders, these frames, these this, uh, uh, capabilities uh, uh, that you have but cannot flourish because something is, um, uh, usually it's based on fear. What will my boss tell uh, me because of that, what will my neighbor tell me, what will my wife, whatever, or fear of, of uh, uh, not even fear of success, fear, fear, fear of, of uh, reaction of your uh, environment is something that uh, is very often um, putting people back and down and, and, and they just, uh, I think here especially uh, at, at people from the Balkans, it's not like that in, in, in UK or US, they are they are much more freely expressing their ideas, but they also have some fears, but they are different. Uh, because you, uh, when you have a president as you have, <laughs> then you have to be afraid of a lot of things. <laughs> but uh, not you in Romania, I think, uh, of people in the US. <laughs> the, the, the trouble, the trouble uh, that people have, um, and, and it is also in our business, and, and that's the tragedy. Our business is something that can mm, you, you can work everywhere you can you can literally sit you could now sit on a yacht somewhere in the mediterranean and i could be in middle of the sahara if we have enough energy and enough internet we could do this podcast wherever and that's the reason uh, uh, yeah. we have changed so many things in our industry uh, in our uh, careers so many things are different than the things uh, our parents have done but we still the same people Afraid, uh, uh, constraining ourselves, not not be brave enough to, to, to think outside the box, to think outside uh, frameworks. So I think this is this is something that uh, should be uh, embraced as sooner uh, that better, because our industry is changing. It's it's revolutionizing from inside. We are, we are maybe not aware of this, 
but it's really changing uh, on, on a fast pace from inside. Nobody has imposed this change. This, this change is uh, 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 generated from the industry itself. We, as, as, as people yeah. from digital, we had data and we want to use it even more, even better, even more efficient, even faster. And we have we have been the main generator of our <laughs> let's uh, let's call it Armageddon, <laughs> but but uh, of the old way of the old way of doing business. Uh, uh, you you are you are uh, you had a lot of experience and a lot of cases of conversion rate optimizations uh, of of webs and and whatever. That is something I think will be a very very much and very strong uh, arising uh, part of the industry because uh, 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 you can do a lot of stuff but you can never predict people's behavior <laughs> and as long as people will be the buyers not your fridge or your <laughs> car yeah. of uh, ordering some gasoline or whatever uh, as long people as people are buyers uh, that's that's uh, more and more um, uh, uh, your your services will be, will be more and more uh, in demand because testing and and optimizing and iterations to better will be the the main main part of the, of the strategic change in the industry and I'm sure uh, that as sooner you understand this sooner you will have a good perspective a good future in front of you. Yeah, that uh, that makes sense. Miroslav, you're you're working for um, for a lot of type of customers, from travel to e-commerce to whatever, and uh, your agency as well. We've I've been visiting you recently. I've been seeing where you where you are, and you've been telling telling me that uh, you have already a problem with capacity. So you have more demand that you can uh, that you can process at uh, at this moment. Do you think that's because of your uh, own quality of services or do you think this is a trend in the industry? you think that the demand is uh, higher than the offer already in, the, in this area of uh, PPC and uh, digital marketing services? Uh, well, that I, I, would, I would say there are two changes going on. First, uh, because of uh, the involvement of machine learning, our job is changing. Our job is changing in a way that you uh, have to do less uh, on a daily basis, but think uh, on in the long run uh, much more. And that's the problem of people already now in the industry, uh, because it's hard to change your mental uh, attitude, your 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 mental your idea of of. Uh, online advertising. Uh, it, that will be one problem and that, that problem is generated by the people from the industry. The other, the other uh, um, problem is the impact from outside. Uh, more and more people uh, can afford digital marketing. Uh, small and medium-sized companies that could not afford to have a national TV campaign can afford the national digital yeah. campaign on I don't know Instagram whatever. So uh, uh, as as the industry is changing, as we should change our uh, mindset. Uh, at the same time, more and more small and medium small and medium sized businesses are entering the digital marketing area, and the demand is uh, rising uh, not because uh, 
the existing customers are rising, but because a lot of new ones are entering the market, the, the digital marketing market. And uh, we have these two problems to, to cope with. First, uh, to change our mindset. Second, to uh, uh, embrace all these newcomers. And uh, this will be the, the greatest challenge uh, because uh, machine learning is based on data. Newcomers have no data. You have still to do some manual things uh, to collect the proper amount, the proper volume of data to feed the machine in a way. Uh, uh, as long yeah. as Google is not willing to interchange um, from verticals, inside the vertical data between the advertisers, you have to be the advertiser with your own data sets and that can maybe be very expensive. I don't know um, how things will develop in this way, but I think uh, that people will um, uh, entering much more digital Entering digital will be uh, their first uh, point of marketing activity. It will not be radio, television or newspapers as it was before. And uh, that is one reason yeah. why this industry will rise very fast and very, very, uh, very um, uh, a great, uh, great volume of new uh, advertisers will change the industry. And the other thing is we have to change ourselves. Our mindset is still based on old uh, CPC models, and these models are uh, well. <laughs> uh, these models are not bad, but I would suggest strongly to switch <laughs> switch as fast as possible. It's it's like switching to to uh, uh, the new iOS 13 uh, um, environment for developers because uh, you have to ensure your future. You cannot be backwards, <laughs> always uh, looking backwards and be backwards compatible. You have to do something before everybody else and be, be front, uh, in front compatible. And this is, that is, I think, the main reason why people in the industry... Uh, uh, we have, you know, uh, when digital uh, appeared, it was very nice, very interesting. And it was a fight between the traditional marketing experts and the digital marketing experts. And now we, in the digital industry, we are now the traditional ones. We don't want to change. We, we, yeah. It's hard for us to change because finally we have understand how it works and now somebody says, uh, this is not working anymore. This is not the way you should go. So we have, uh, um, uh, yeah. that's, that's in a way uh, the proof of the maturity of the industry. We mature. And we don't want to change. And uh, it's not because Google is changing or, or people are changing or we are not willing to change. It's just uh, the, the, the guys that will use these new methods and techniques and strategies will be more efficient. And that's the reason we, you have to run this race. Uh, without it, you will, long term, you will lose. Short end, next five to ten years, okay. But in the long run, it's not, it's not capable. And we have this problem, as you mentioned, uh, uh, people uh, and uh, a transition. That are two, two problems we have. And uh, people that we should... Uh, uh, we have a problem in our company. Should we learn people to the old way so they could better understand the yeah. new, new way? Or should we just push them to the new... New way and then, okay, uh, feed the monkey and touch anything. I don't know if you have this joke in, in Romania, but we have it here in Croatia. 
when uh, when the astronaut was sent uh, to the Mars, um, they told him, you know, the monkey knows everything. The monkey knows how to run the machine, how to land the lander, how to do everything. And the astronaut asked, what should I do? You just feed the monkey and don't touch anything. <laughs> 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 so this is the strategy yeah, so maybe for this new machine learning um, things in, in, in the campaigns. Maybe we should just let people, okay, feed the monkey, don't touch anything, but think about what the monkey would like to eat tomorrow. And then try to, try to uh, uh, foresee the possible uh, things. Because, you know, uh, very interesting, this machine, we have tested it also, it's also very interesting. Valentine's Day. It's very, very simple occasion. Valentine's Day. Every child in Croatia know what uh, what's going on on Valentine's Day. But the machine needed three years to understand. Uh, on February, probably <laughs> the demand for Valentine Valentine's Day searches will rise <laughs> because if they don't have three years data, the machine don't know what to do with uh, this. Uh, short, uh, high uh, rise of, of search terms that are unpredictable, at least for the machine. And sometimes, uh, sometimes yeah. what I think uh, should be our task to understand which databases should be included in the analysis of my campaign. Maybe it should be the temperature, maybe it should be the moon, the moon uh, stages, whatever. Yeah. Our databases are full of data, but we are not sure which databases are impactful for our results. So we are deciding today, artificial intelligence will probably solve this problem, I'm not sure, because they will pick a lot of different, uh, at, at, at the surface, non-connected data points to find a, a solution, and we will maybe just look at it as a black box um, uh, garbage in, garbage out, but it, it's <laughs> providing results, let's do it. Uh, today we are still a machine learning, uh, uh, based much more on machine learning, on, on very, uh, uh, a lot of different things that we have uh, uh, decide are important. And the question is, how good did we decide which databases to use? And that is something I think also yeah. should be uh, something that uh, the machines will do better than, than we. Uh, not because they are smarter, just because they have more data. And, and data is the new oil. Yeah, and it also has the capacity to process all this data. Uh, Miroslav, I, I, have a, I have a question regarding a, a topic which is re really important for, uh, for us. We've even made a, a research on uh, 450 different e-commerce professionals regarding the customer retention. So we've been hearing and we've been finding out, not too surprisingly, but still the data showed us that uh, only a third of the e-commerce managers are actually measuring and having uh, uh, someone constantly improving the customer retention. However, the market is limited and however, the, the acquisition of customers is getting, uh, as you've said, uh, uh, more and more expensive. How do you think and why do you think this happens and what would be some advice for e-commerce managers and owners regarding uh, how to keep their customers? Um, uh, uh, you know, I, I think and I strongly believe in that. It's not a problem in lifetime value. It's a problem that we don't have the, re, uh, the, the um, um, enough accurate data 
Uh, I think the okay. problem with lifetime value is the accuracy and the lack of uh, uh, the data that is influencing lifetime value. The only industry I have met so far um, uh, that have a good lifetime value calculation is the insurance industry. The insurance industry, uh, especially health insurance, if you have today uh, an operation of, of uh, lung cancer, they know <laughs> about how much the cost of your your uh, and your life expect expectation will go on, and they are they are the ones they yeah. have data. They are collecting this data more than than one hundred years. In other industries, they are they are not collecting it enough, and they lack the data sets to to calculate the lifetime value. But if you if you have checked the the, um, uh, the Google machine learning uh, uh, artificial intelligence solution algorithms whatever, there is one very interesting uh, in the in the development.google.com slash uh, slash AI I think, and it is called uh, uh, use AI to predict your lifetime value uh, of your customers. Um, I am not sure that lifetime value should be um, calculated as it is today, uh, because we are lacking a lot of information, a lot of data. How how to how to calculate the value of a word of mouth? Uh, I am a customer, and I was very satisfied, and I told my friend to come, uh, and you have no data connection points between me and my friend, and my friend is visiting your company and buying something. Uh, what is my lifetime value? It's not mine. It's mine and my friend's one. And maybe his friend's one. And because this lack of data uh, and data sets, uh, it's almost impossible in some industries to calculate it. And I think uh, that should be the the major uh, effort of, of us in the industry to trying to understand what is influencing lifetime value and how to calculate the lifetime value. Sometimes it's easy. It's easy if you're an insurance company and every year somebody has to, to make an uh, additional contract, renew the contract for the car insurance. It's actually, it's easy. Yeah. Uh, if, you have, if you collect this data, it's, it's quite a simple task to uh, calculate the lifetime value of a, of a returning uh, customer. But uh, it's yeah. very hard to calculate the accurate lifetime value, because we have uh, problems with data, with data collection, with behavior. Uh, what we what we should use maybe more is not lifetime value, because all the all the uh, all the analysis done today by by different market research companies show one interesting thing: people are not connected to brands as they were before. They don't care about brands. Yep. They care about some other things. Um, it's not always the price, but price is between the first five uh, very often. Uh, uh, the brand awareness is very high, but not the first one. Um, actually, the first one is the, the expected value of uh, a value for money that, that you can provide. That is the first place sometimes. It's based on the cheapest price, sometimes it's based on, on, on a very famous brand, and sometimes it's just based on, on the, uh, for example, uh, my mother lives, loves uh, Nivea. 
Nivea, or never mind, some 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 yeah. company that is producing uh, cosmetics, and I can buy cosmetics. whatever I want. Yeah. If it's not this kind of of uh, the brand, she will not be happy. And what is my lifetime value with yeah. Nivea? As long as my mother is living, I will buy these products. Later on, I don't know. I'm, I don't care actually. So so yeah. and, and somebody will yeah, try yeah, hard. Nivea to to calculate my lifetime value. It's impossible. It's impossible because I'm just the the customer. I'm not the consumer, and uh, and, and that is who is the consumer of of candies? Uh, is it the children, the child that is crying in the store, or the mother that is the buyer? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so I think the lack of data is is uh, uh, the generator of. Uh, miscalculating life value not not the principle we understand the principle but we don't have the data yeah however Miroslav too, too, too few companies are even having efforts towards understanding the connection between lifetime value and their future revenue and that's uh, the most uh, let's say frustrating aspect that I've seen because many companies are struggling with acquisition but they are not trying to understand the level of experience that they are providing to their current customers and it's like a downward spiral that they are running for new yes. customers and at the same time they are not keeping the promises to the existing I completely customers. agree with you I completely agree and I think that uh, uh, from from uh, um, from several dozen uh, analysis it's much better to in, uh, invest one one euro to your existing customer than to uh, invest one euro finding new a new one because the existing one will pay it much uh, cheaper and much better back. Easier. Uh, but that's the problem with the uh, companies. It's the problem with the, with the attitude. Uh, everybody is uh, concerned about market share, new customers, uh, um, ability to expand, uh, not not uh, fulfilling the promise and not fulfilling the existing customers. Maybe the only company that is trying to fulfill uh, the, the expectations of the existing customers is Rolls-Royce. I don't know if there is another <laughs> or Ferrari or, or some kind of these high-level long-term brands that understand surviving on the market is not because we have this product, it's because we are fulfilling the expectations of our returning visitor and and uh, uh, yeah. you're you're entering actually a club uh, by using this brand and people want to be members of a club especially if it's exclusive and very important yeah. so I think uh, that you are completely right that that managers and, and marketing managers especially should uh, put much more focus on existing customers than on new ones and uh, I, I proved that uh, to all my my uh, my clients day in day out. I show them just the results from from remarketing list uh, visitors, uh, comparing it to new visitors. And it's it's clear it's it's yeah. there. It's well, but yes yes you know. But we need to expand. No no don't don't. Yes you you know when you need to expand. When you already have uh, 90% market share in existing in yeah. existing uh, market, maybe 80%, then you should think about expanding. Not when you have 7% and try to to expand to to have eight and a half percent. Make this 7% singing about yeah, you, sense. loving you, 
recommending you where they can. That's, that makes totally sense, Miroslav, yes. Uh, so, tell us, uh, because we are uh, fastly going towards the end of this interview, Miroslav, tell us one question that you want to answer to, or something that I wasn't uh, inspired enough to, to ask you so far. Oh. Or maybe some closing remarks, if you, if you feel the, the, the need. Um, there is one question you didn't ask, uh, and uh, it's very important for our industry. Uh, a lot of people have the lack of patience. They want results now, and not 5%, 5 yeah. times. Uh, now, 5 times, and for peanuts of money. That is yeah. a problem. Not because you cannot do it. You can do it. Sometimes you, you, you just, you just uh, it's like a bet. You win a lottery. Some people win a lottery. Uh, okay. it's, it's not impossible, but it's not, it's not the way I think the industry should be based on. Uh, patience is something I see uh, is missing in a lot, in a lot of people uh, uh, on all the levels. From, from low level to high level, uh, they want very fast results uh, and uh, based on data, of course. Nobody ever so far, I, I'm, I'm long in the, in, the, in, the, in, in, in the industry, nobody ever so far had an accurate data collection setup. I never met a company with an accurate data collection setup of any kind of, of data collection models, uh, either Adobe or, or Google Analytics, or never mind. There is, there is this lack of understanding of basic things and trying to embrace the most advanced techniques that are out there, written in some obscure blogs. We have done this and now we are going to Mars and, and people cannot even park their car in the garage. Uh, but now they want to fly to Mars. And that's, that's a mis <laughs> misunderstanding of the industry and of the capabilities. And I think that patience that's, is really something uh, that is missing very much in our industry. That makes sense. Uh, Miroslav, thanks a lot for, uh, for being part of the growth interviews. Tell us uh, where people can reach you out and what kind of, uh, let's say, services or things they can get from from you or and your our our the best thing is to contact over our website it's escapestudio.net and uh, a lot of things uh, that are there published are based on google tag manager solutions for any kind of uh, specialized measurements Good luck and thanks a lot for, for uh, making time for this. Uh, this thank interview. you. Thank you, Valentin. It was a pleasure.